Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Good morning. A reading from Acts chapter 10, verses 34 to 43. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching his message of baptism. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the general public, but to us whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one anointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Here ends the reading. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then, and you still stand firm in it. It is this good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you, unless, of course, you believe something that was never true in the first place. I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scriptures said. He was buried, and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scriptures said. He was seen by Peter and then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. Last of all, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him, for I am the least of all the apostles. In fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted God's church. But whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me and not without results, for I have worked harder than any of the other apostles. Yet it was not I, but God, who was working through me by his grace. So it makes no difference whether I preach or they preach, for we all preach the same message you have already believed. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Saturday evening... When the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. Very early on Sunday morning, just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. On the way, they were asking each other, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? But as they arrived, they looked up and saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled away. 
When they, went, when they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting on the right side. The women were shocked, but the angel said, Don't be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now go and tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you before he died. The women fled from the tomb trembling and bewildered, and they said nothing to anyone because they were too frightened. The Gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. Well, it's finally here, the day we've all been waiting for, April Fool's Day. <laughs> Have you been plotting your practical joke? Maybe you've already pulled one off. Last year, April Fool's Day was on a Saturday, and Pastor Alex Hoops was scheduled to preach that weekend. So at about 8 o'clock in the evening on April 1st, I decided to try to prank Pastor Pat. So I texted her a message that said, can you preach tomorrow if Alex can't? And Pastor Pat, being Pastor Pat, of course, was willing to help, and she texted back, yes, I can. Now, what made my joke somewhat believable was that Pastor Alex's kids had actually been sick that week, so it was believable that maybe he had gotten the flu bug, too. I decided to wait just a little bit before I texted Pastor Pat again with my big, April Fools! But while I was waiting, Pastor Pat took matters into her own hands, and she reached out to Pastor Alex directly. How are you feeling? She texted him. Fine, was his response. She texted, Heidi said you might not be able to preach tomorrow. Are you sick? He said, no, I'm fine. Then after a few moments, he texted again, I think Heidi might be messing with you. <laughs> Hoops! deflated my joke before I got to say April Fools. No matter. Today we all get to be a part of the greatest April Fools surprise of all time. And this time the joke is on the devil and on the power of death. Ha! The tomb is empty. Death has lost its sting. Christ is risen. Now, I don't think that Jesus jumped out of the tomb and said, April fools, because let's be perfectly clear, the resurrection is no joke. It's real. The in the resurrection of Jesus, we catch a glimpse of what our God is capable of, and we catch a glimpse of God's intentions for each of us, and God intends for each of us new life, and resurrection. With our God, life always finds a way. Life finds a way. Jesus revealed that to us 
long before Dr. What's-His-Name uttered that phrase in the movie Jurassic Park, life finds a way. My neighbor Donna keeps a big planter of flowers in the space between our two garages all summer long. I love it. I'm so grateful that she's willing to do that. But this last summer, in spite of all of the beautiful flowers that were in the planter, this little flower caught my attention and captured my heart. It's growing out from underneath the planter. Even with the weight of the planter on top of her and the concrete surrounding her, it couldn't keep this little flower from blooming. I took a picture to remind myself what the power of life looks like. For me, it's an image of what God can do. This is the power that God made real for us when Jesus walked out of the tomb. Life finds a way. You see, resurrection didn't just happen for Jesus one time 2,000 years ago. And resurrection doesn't just happen for us one time after we die. Resurrection and new life happen around us and within us all the time. God continues to surprise us again and again, not just on April Fool's Day, but always. Life finds a way. Like when a woman from our congregation recently lost her job because the company was getting rid of the division she worked in. Now losing a job can feel a lot like death. It can feel like somebody putting the weight of the world on your shoulders. But this woman talks about what a surprisingly rich and wonderful time this has been for her spiritually. She's been intentionally open to discerning where God is leading her, and God has led her to some surprising and amazing places. This time of transition has not felt like death at all for her. It has felt like resurrection. Life finds a way. When our Good Shepherd team was down in Haiti, they visit a ministry that works with women who live in ultra-poverty. The name of the ministry, translated into English, means a path to a better life. The ministry selects women who are the poorest of the poor in a country that knows a lot of poverty. Women who are shunned and ignored by their neighbors and have little hope of their lives ever changing. Their situation is a lot more like death than it is like life. But a path to a better life ministry walks with these women for 18 months, helping them obtain sufficient shelter and health care, and most importantly, helping them learn a form of commerce so that they can support their families. The program enlo enrolls 250 women at a time, and 95% of those who start finish the program. Lives that were once crushed under the weight of hopelessness and despair are equipped and empowered to thrive. And these women begin to bloom. It's like watching resurrection happen again and again and again in each woman's life as they learn that with God, life finds a way.
or I think of Sue Motts and our Good Shepherd volunteers teaching our students down at Taft Elementary about gardening. Sue takes those kids out in the garden behind the school and lets them get their hands in the dirt to prepare the soil. For these kids, life is surrounded by concrete, both literally and figuratively. These kids carry the weight of poverty every day. But in the garden, they begin to experience the power of God. That God can take these tiny seeds that they have planted and grow them into vegetables that they get to take home for their families. Now who knows what kind of seeds of hope are planted in those kids when they experience love from Christ-centered adults who care about them. When they experience the miracle of resurrection in a garden where life finds a way. 2,000 years ago, outside of Jerusalem, three women made their way to a tomb to anoint the body of their dear friend and teacher. They went there expecting to find death. What they found was that life finds a way. The angel said to them, You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Because with God, life finds a way. But now what about you? I'm not sure how you're feeling these days. Maybe like you're under the weight of a a heavy planter, surrounded by concrete, See, the promise of Easter is that even from that place, God is at work and new life can bloom. The angel tells the women that the risen Christ has gone ahead of them and the disciples to Galilee. Galilee, where they were from. Galilee, where they would probably return back to their families, back to their work as fishermen. Jesus was going to meet them there where they would pick up the lives they had left behind three years earlier. Because that's where resurrection happens. Not in some faraway place, but in our own context. The power of resurrection, the promise of new life, unfolds where we live and where we work and where we play. Where our lives as families and friends, neighbors and strangers take shape. The resurrection points us to where God is already at work in our midst, turning death into life. And so it is for you as you leave this place. Jesus goes ahead of you to meet you where you live and work and play. Jesus meets you in your relationships that are joyful and hard and sometimes messy. Jesus meets you in the life you are living in the midst of the weight you are carrying and the concrete that surrounds you, Jesus is there and simply says, bloom. Life finds a way. The resurrection is real. And that, my friends, is no joke. Amen.
Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.